the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. I'm loving that intro music. It's almost a little cowboy, right? It's almost a little CW, country western. Makes me feel like I'd have, I should have some pointed toe boots on. <laughs> um, blank kickers, as we call them, but also I can't remember the other term for it. My brother used to use this term all the time down in the South where there's the big cockroaches. He had another name for these things because you could smash a bug into a corner. <laughs> That's the kind of mood I'm in because we are on it, babies. Today marks the beginning officially of the Republican primary process. The Iowa caucuses are taking place tonight, and we've got some interesting information to share with y'all about the Iowa caucuses. Yes, we've got to get it into that. Um, We've also got it. Today is MLK Day, and there's some interesting comments being made uh, across the U.S. government as well as in the media, and, of course, none other than Kakala. we got to talk about her. We have, oh, let's see what else we have to talk about. Um, DEI might need to be changed to DIE, given the latest story. If you thought a lot, the Alaskan Airlines was story was was crazy, you know, the the half the plane fell off or a part of the plane fell off, and then we find out we got all these you know, women-only teams at the parts company doing weird videos and all this DEI stuff. Wait till you get a load of this upcoming story we have tonight. Of course, we want to hear from you. Feel free to email me at andreakshow.com, andreakshow.com. I got a couple of emails to read out uh, to you guys, as well as if you miss any part of the show. Oh, and by the way, there's also a little plan going into this election season, a little plan that's been revealed by the legacy media, no less acknowledging that the deep state exists and what their plan is for Donald Trump. So much, almost too much to get into tonight for me to even remember. Uh, So a lot of crucial, really critical stuff on tonight's show. If you miss any part of it, download the podcast wherever you get your pods and email me at andreakshow.com, andreakshow.com. Continue to send good prayers to our friend DJ Sesame Broccolini. He will be back this week, but he's just needing a couple more days to rest up. And y'all know that means that he's got his eyes on what's happening on the political scene, and he'll be raring to go on Wednesday. But except no substitutes for this man. This man has no substitutes. He is the OG of the AK show. Did more AK shows than AK. <laughs> True. I'm talking about DJ Carrot Sticks. Beat him with sticks. Yes, sir. Sticks in the mix. Well, uh, I know for sure Riley's going to be back when he comes back. He's going to be on fire. Yes, he is. What are you on fire for today, my dude? Uh, Anything? You know, just grinding. It's a Monday. So just getting, mm-hmm. through, getting through. 
I'm um, looking forward to watching uh, tonight's uh, football game that's on now. Um, and uh, no, that's about it. You know, when now- I, I am so out of it. You know, I used to be obsessed with the NFL. I'm so out of it. I can't even tell you who won this weekend, who lost. I was almost triggered. I was almost sucked back in when Belichick left the Patriots. They almost got me back in. I literally had the hand on the remote to go pull up ESPN. It, you and know, I was like, no. I'm, I'm but same, who's playing tonight? I'm the same way. I I was out, but they keep pulling me back in, especially when it's the playoffs. I, you know, know. I didn't watch. I didn't watch all year, but I did watch. One of the interesting stories was they postponed the uh, Bills game, the the Buffalo Bills, and uh, against the Patriots because I don't know if you saw the video in Buffalo it was like a it looked like Siberia, like frozen tundra. They they mm-hmm. it was too cold. They couldn't play. So it was, that that was pretty gnarly. So they ended up playing today, and the the Bills uh, ran away with it. And then uh, currently playing, it's the Tampa Bay Bucks versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, and uh, Riley's going to be watching that tonight because that is Riley's team. Let me tell you all this, and then I got to get to the topics of the day. Um, these blizzards that are going on, have you all ever heard of a little thing called cloud seeding? This is true. That's what the chemtrails do, right? Cloud seeding. And if you doubt me, and if you don't think this is true, all you have to do is Google cloud seeding and the view. Because they had meteorologist Ginger Z on the show last year to talk about cloud seeding. And she did a whole report about the how amazing cloud seeding is. She's She does a remote from Colorado where she's showing jets that have these little things sticking off the side of them where they shoot the, the seeds into the clouds. And she's talking about how phenomenal it is, how you can make more snow through the clouds with this cloud seeding process. But she never really talks about why the government is doing this. She talks about how there's these these um, these boxes, like she shows one in Colorado that are all around the country, all these jets that have the cloud seeding little operations going. She never talks about why the U.S. government thinks it's such a great idea to be amping up and increasing the snow coming out of clouds. Hmm. Could it be? Because every time you hear now, and we've joked about it on the show before I ever heard about cloud seeding. I joked, I was like, you know, now we've got all these blizzards and they're talking climate change, extreme weather. Hmm. Hmm. And by the way, if cloud seeding is so great because it it can create precipitation in the form of snow and increased snow, then why would we have a problem? First of all, if we can increase and cool down the temperatures to the point point of extreme weather and blizzards via cloud seeding, why would we have a global warming problem? Hmm. And if we could increase precipitation and do it at a certain temperature to where it, it increases snow, why would we have a drought problem? Our weather is being manufactured. I've had Dane Wigington on my show. Many, it's been mani- manipulated, and they're not even hiding it anymore. But none of the brain-dead bents on The View dare to ask her those questions I just posed. No, they just sat there like, oh, this is the greatest thing they've ever heard. Google it on The View. I'm not lying. I'm telling you. It's there. All right. Uh, the Iowa caucuses are beginning tonight. And let me give you a quick background on uh, the caucuses, how they work. Unlike uh, out here in California and most places, 
Uh, you don't get to vote on the primary by going to the polls, filling in an absentee ballot or mail-in ballot. The way it works is you have to show up. And when you show up at different locations, uh, there's different locations. When you show up, a leader, two leaders are, are voted on to try to help you know, control the process. And then arguments are made on behalf of the different candidates. And then there's a vote. And then a certain number of delegates for each district based upon the winner is sent to the state and then they're proportioned out, right? So that's how the caucuses work. And what makes it so interesting, what I love about this process is that it's dependent upon enthusiasm, right? This is why I believe in same day voting for every election. And I think it should be handwritten uh, um, paper ballots. I believe that if you care enough about the election. I don't believe in, 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 in making it as convenient and as easy as possible. I don't believe in that concept. Why? Where is it in the Constitution that says that, that the, the government is required to make it easy for you to go and vote? I think the most we should do is make it, polls are open even after work, work times. I think the most that we should do is make it a national holiday, but you have to show up. And if you don't care enough to show up, that's your problem. Well, you know, what are we supposed to be doing? You know, uh, you know, encouraging the lowest of the low information voters by offering a drive through Jack in the Box or Santina's or whatever, whatever uh, Roberto's voting. No, no. So you got to show up in Iowa. And when you got the weather going on like they have in Iowa right now, blizzard conditions, man, you got to have some enthusiasm for a candidate to show up there. And the latest NBC polls going into the Iowa caucuses today had Trump, the latest CBS poll had Trump at 69%, 69%. So what Iowa, and, and but interestingly enough, even beyond all that, um, what's even more fascinating about Iowa is with all the money that's spent and all the focus on it, it almost never really predicts the winner of the nomination. Remember Ted Cruz, remember Huckabee, right? Remember Rick Santorum, who even remembers Rick Santorum, anyone Iowa. So ultimately what, so then why Andrea, what's it really all about? Well, ultimately what it's about is it's about expectations because it is really more of a test of enthusiasm. It's really about who's overachieving expectations, who's underperforming expectations, and therefore whose campaign really has the legs to go forward. Given the, the lead that Trump has, it's really a wonder why any of them are hobbling around in the snow, tripping all over themselves to try to take over Trump. Well, Vivek Ramaswamy has a theory on that, and I'm going to share that with you guys when we come back. And I consider it one of the most grotesque campaign strategies that I've ever heard. I've liked a lot of what Vivek Ramaswamy has been about, but he went off the rails with this to the point of him and his campaign strategy being dangerous for Donald Trump. And we will share that with you when we come back. Don't go away. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, FM 96.1 and streaming all over the world. Telling you like it is while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Before I share with you guys, we're talking about the Iowa caucuses. Uh, 
Oh, and I also shared a little little thing called cloud seeding in the last segment. If you missed that or any part of the show, definitely download the podcast wherever you get your pods. Um, Because a lot of people don't know about this cloud seeding. And let me tell you, the left isn't even hiding it anymore. All right. Um, Before I share with you guys the strategy that's going on with Vivek uh, Ramaswamy's campaign, uh, Haley and DeSantis, I want to play a clip for you guys that I think that I think that this was from uh, Dr. G. I think Sebastian Gorka. I'm not sure who produced this, um, but Tucker Carlson is doing the voice on this, and I think it completely captures exactly why Donald Trump still has the port the support that he has, and why he, in the latest CBS poll going into the Iowa caucuses tonight had a lead. He's at 69% of support. Carrot Sticks, if you can play uh, the Dr. G clip. Millions of Americans sincerely love Donald Trump. They love him in spite of everything they've heard. They love him often in spite of himself. They love Donald Trump because no one else loves them. The country they built, the country their ancestors fought for over hundreds of years, has left them to die in their unfashionable little towns mocked and despised by the sneering halfwits with finance degrees but no actual skills who seem to run everything all of a sudden whatever donald trump's faults he is better than the rest of the people in charge at least he doesn't hate them for their weakness donald trump in other words is and has always been a living indictment of the people who run this country That was true four years ago when Trump came out of nowhere to win the presidency. And it's every bit as true right now. Trump rose because they failed. It's as simple as that. If the people in charge had done a halfway decent job with the country they inherited, if they cared about anything other than themselves, even for just a moment, Donald Trump would still be hosting Celebrity Apprentice. But they didn't. Instead, they were incompetent and narcissistic and cruel and relentlessly dishonest. They wrecked what they didn't build. They lied about it. Absolutely dead on. Brilliant. Man, I wish I had written that. They love him because everybody else hates them. They all hate us. The legacy media, the establishment. Remember, wasn't it Mitch McConnell who said we were the sweaty peasants or whatever he called us? Uh, You know, referred to MAGA voters who took trips to D.C. They still, they love Trump because every but one else absolutely hates us. Everyone. I especially love the part where it says that Trump is a living indictment of every failure and everyone's failures in D.C. And that includes the establishment Republicans. He is a living indictment. And Ron DeSantis, and for Ron DeSantis to jump in Thinking, not understanding that this is what he faced, says that Ron DeSantis is is a complete clown, quite frankly, in my opinion, uh, thinking that he could just come on the scene and badmouth Trump. We have a clip to play of him in a minute. And he went on to say that Trump rose because they all failed. Absolutely dead on. I've got a couple of clips that are, by the way, uh, in regards to Nikki Haley, and this is, I, I said earlier, this is about expectations. Um, neither Nikki Haley nor uh, Ron DeSantis appreciated at all because they hate us too. See, they're a part of the hating us crowd. 
because they hate us enough to be lying to MAGA voters about the persecution taking place against Donald J. Trump. Ron DeSantis and his crappy, quote, influencers are spending all day every day telling you that Joe Biden literally won 8 million, 80 million votes and won legitimately, downplaying the weaponized deep state constantly. Constantly downplaying the deep state because they are because Nikki Haley is counting on the deep state to get her across. And so was and, and so was Ron DeSantis. Nikki Haley, because uh, Iowa has uh, same day registration, uh, there's reports that there's a lot of Democrats planning to go and caucus for Haley um, so that say, thinking, well, they only need about 5000 votes to get her over DeSantis. And DeSantis is hoping that the that the deep state is going to take Trump out. Um, it, and DeSantis through the courts, he's, he's counting as a former JAG officer on his buddies in the weaponized DOJ uh, to get Trump convicted and thrown behind bars. But it's Vivek Ramaswamy's campaign strategy that is particularly cruel. I mean, that, that clip just played, a, uh, mentioned how cruel the establishment and the anti-MAGA voters are and how much they hate us. Ra- Vivek Ramaswamy has gone around on the campaign trail saying, I think I mentioned this last week, saying that the the system wants to, that he predicted that Ron DeSantis would go on the VP ticket with Nikki Haley as the, as the presidential candidate, that the establishment uniparty deep state would, quote, eliminate Trump, i.e. obviously suggesting that they would assassinate Trump. And then Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis would assume the role of president and VP and be pushed through by the uniparty establishment. He went on, basically his campaign has devolved into uh, literally standing with men in t-shirts saying, vote Vivek, save Trump. That's a disgusting bumper sticker slogan. Vote for my guy, vote for me or your guy will die. That's despicable to me. So Trump punched back on Truth Social and was like, this Vivek guy started out great, but basically now he's he's running a very deceitful campaign. It's very sly was the word that Trump used because it is very sly to be trying to pretend, hey, vote for me because they're going to, there's no way your guy's going to take the ticket and he's going to be, they're going to assassinate him. So if you want to save him, you'll vote for me. I That to me was quite revealing about Vivek. I have to now question, completely question anything about him as a human being and where he stands on anything. Because that level of duplicity and manipulation is so cringe to me that he's odious to me now. And of course, the DeSantis voters have come out and said, oh, now everybody loved Vivek until Trump came out. No, I I didn't love Vivek. I was never going to vote for Vivek. I thought that he had some great points on the campaign trail. I wanted him to stay in because he was articulating so much against the establishment, including the media. I was never going to vote for him. And I'm certainly not now. Because you don't run a campaign by giving suggestions to the left about assassinations. No. That's despicable to me. But getting back to DeSantis, I, I was going to play this clip by Matthew Dowd. Um, I might as well, because I think this is important, because Matthew Dowd uh, was the, uh, the Bush-Cheney 
uh, campaign chair. And um, Carrot Sticks, if you can play the first uh, clip in the stack of Matthew Dowd, this is what he says that he, it, it, I predict tonight that a DeSantis comes in third. And here's what Matthew Dowd is saying should happen after that. I mean, Ron DeSantis has spent about $200 million and has only drifted down in the polls from the, since the time he got in till the time today. And that is especially true of Iowa. He has put all his chips on the table and tried. He's Right now, he initially wanted to fight for first place. Now he's fighting for second place. And I agree, if he finishes in third place, I don't care what he told Hallie Jackson, the race is over for him, all but over. So to me right now, if he doesn't do what he's supposed to do in Iowa and at least finish second in the in in the course of this, he's looking for warm time in the sun in Florida. Yeah. You remember Florida, Ron DeSantis? Ron DeSantis put out a, a said today in one of his last pitches at Iowa that Trump was self-serving. No, self-serving is a man that prompt that runs for re-election as governor, promises he's gonna fulfill his term, then manipulates using his friends in the Florida Republican-controlled legislature to change the law so that he can run for president. While being governor, he's been ignoring his citizens while collecting the salary as governor, spending $200 million in a race he can't win. That's self-serving. And I hope he falls flat on his face tonight because we could have used that $200 million to fight the communists that are taking over this country. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to bring in Brian Maloney, our good friend from Red Wave America. My comfort food, my spicy food fried chicken friend. He'll be with us when we come back. Don't go away. AK, dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. whatever you call her. She's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. show. And so it begins. The Iowa caucuses. Ooh. Um, big deal in some ways, right? Um, before the break, I was talking about the reality is that it almost never predicts the actual nominee. Uh, all this fighting over the endorsement by Bob Vanderplatz that most people have no idea of never matters to anybody in the end. What I, what this is about is, is gauging expectations and whose campaign really has the justification that they've got the legs to go forward. And quite frankly, um, they've been kneecapped from the beginning. The clip that I played uh, was narrated by Tucker perfectly. If you missed last segment, download the podcast wherever you get your pods because he completely encapsulated the truth about the movement of MAGA and how they love Trump because they're hated by everybody else. And nobody knows this concept more than my dear friend, Brian Maloney of Red Wave America, because he's been in media for many, many years. And he knows how much the media has worked in tandem uh, with the Uniparty establishment, particularly in the left, and how much they hate us. And he joins me now to discuss all of this. Hello, my dear. Hey, hey. Um, first question for you on Iowa. Have you been paying attention to Vivek Ramaswamy switching to the campaign strategy, vote for me or Trump will die because the left will, will uh, the deep state will assassinate him? 
Yeah, it got weird. This has been going on just quite recently. It seems like he kind of did a last-minute switcheroo, unless you've seen that message earlier. I don't remember that before today or maybe last night. So um, I don't know exactly what he's trying to do there, uh, but I think your your main point was correct, and that is – the what this really is about is a contest for number two. You know, it's about second place. I mean, everybody knows mm-hmm. Trump has this in the bag. Um, so it's about should any of the rest of them continue? And Vivek or whatever, maybe he's looking for a reason to stay in the race. You know, I don't really know. I mean, I can't. Nikki Haley. I mean, I. So, oh, you know, I've been hearing the. She's been running radio ads. In New Hampshire, I was listening to some of them, and she's trying to sound like this Southern talking, you know, con- conservative, you know, love over, you know. Is she trying? She be- trying to slap sugar? Is she trying to slap yeah. sugar, as we yeah. say in the South? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> uh, it, it, the, the ads you have to, and she she's airing them on country stations. Um, oh no! And, yeah, yeah. Well, the 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 problem the problem is. Um, and I know we're talking about Iowa right now. So I'll just talk about New Hampshire for just a, a quick second. The problem is when you're running a campaign in New Hampshire, you, you have to run ads in Boston because New Hampshire doesn't have that much media of its own. So I mean, it has radio stations, but it doesn't really have TV. Um, the, the big stations in Boston are, are going straight up into New Hampshire. So, so you end up, you know, hearing these uh, New Hampshire ads from, from a lot of other places. Anyway, anyway, so, the, the bottom line here is that uh, the news media, Andrea, you know, is going to spin any result for Trump that is, you know, less than whatever percentage they deem right. acceptable. So any uh, whatever number they've imposed, as, you know, the number to be if, if Trump is one percent under that, uh, then that means, you know, try, oh, look. Things aren't looking good for Trump, you know, right. but the bottom line is the rest of these clowns will be getting out of the race. You know, if, if there's any reason why any of them are continuing, it's over the fantasy that they might have a shot at, you know, being Trump's running mate or getting a Fox deal or a book deal or whatever it is that keeps some of these people in there. There's a lot of talk about Democrats going in and switching to the Republican Party for the day to caucus on, you know, on an anti-Trump thing. That may happen. I mean, don't forget how horrendous the weather is in the Midwest. I mean, it is well below zero. It's miserable. There's snow. We've got another one of those vortexes going on there. Um, And, you know, that has to affect turnout. I don't know how. I don't know who that helps. But as you said about these Iowa caucuses never really mattering in the end, I think they don't usually. I think they kind of do this time just in the way it's going to be spun uh, and and portrayed and and how it's going to be, you know, a referendum on Trump, blah, 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 which every one of these primaries will be from now till uh, till the end of primary season. But this is the first one. I think it does matter a little more than usual. But I mean, Trump runs away with this. I don't. I don't know how it goes any other way. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right. Um, I don't know if you. I know you're not a national security expert, but uh, you know, NBC News. I I wanted to ask you about this because I, I found 
it interesting that it was that NBC News was the one that came out with this. Apparently, they're reporting that there is a coalition of national security experts and officials that are concerned that uh, Trump will um, he's running a campaign of retribution and he might try to violate the Constitution if he's reelected. Therefore, they're literally um, plotting and scheming how they can move the military uh, out of civilian hands, which would be an unconstitutional usurpation of power. And number one, that NBC would report this is basically an acknowledgement from them that it's a deep state, that there is a deep state. And I think it's shocking that they would come forth with this. I'm curious as to why you think I'm not surprised at all. I'm glad they've told the world that there is a deep state uh, planning to launch a military to use the military against President Trump, which is what it is. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of shocked that NBC News would actually report this. You, with all your years of media and your time with media, um, Stop the Scalpings and Media Equalizer, what's your take on this? Well, yeah. So I I think that NBC is the mouthpiece for the DNC and has been more than any other network, any other media outlet. I mean, they are loyalists bar none. Um, And in terms of Trump, I mean, look, they will stop at nothing to stop Trump this November and more and more. I mean, Biden is so incoherent at this point. Mm. It's, I, I don't I don't think they'll even be able to prop him up. You know, it won't even be weekend at Bernie's anymore. They're not going to no. be able to prop him up much longer. He, he doesn't know who he is anymore, I don't think. We also have incredibly... A secretary of defense who has been hospitalized, I guess he finally got out today. Two uh, weeks. For two weeks. Nobody was informed. So there's nobody, you know, first we were, you know, for the first couple of years, it looked like Obama was running things. And recently it looks like nobody's running things. It looks like nobody is home at the White House. Biden really isn't functioning as any kind of a president. It's not really clear who is, if anyone. But the fact that nobody noticed that Lloyd Austin was in the hospital, including at the Pentagon, absolutely nobody knew. And by the way, his uh, the second the second command, the assistant secretary, was vacationing. I think in the Caribbean or Mexico, or so, I think was uh, was away uh, yeah. when Austin went into the hospital. So we didn't even have one or two. That's because no. she had no idea either. She had no idea he was in the hospital. So what in the world's going on? Why hasn't there been a thousand times more media scrutiny of that? And yet they're talking about Trump and what they're going to do about the military right now. And by the way, while while the, you know they're asleep in Washington, uh, one of our bases in Iraq, in the in the Kurdistan yeah. region of Iraq, was attacked uh, and it was bombed uh, just yeah. in the news. You know this this evening. So. Uh, well, no, not to not. mention the fact, right, and not to mention the fact that over the weekend, we had a pro-Hamas terror attack on the White House, Brian Maloney. Not yeah. one media outlet, including Fox News, reported on it. Pro-Hamas terrorists literally at the gates of the White House. Trump, I mean, uh, Biden was taken to Camp David. All non-essential staff were removed from the White House. You tell me that this was not an attempt at an insurrection. We had Ju- Julie Kelly reported um, uh, over the weekend that she has gone to these Proud Boy Jan 6 uh, uh, trials and they the Jan 6 Proud, uh, Proud Boys were charged with 
um, violence in terms of trying to take down a fence or whatever, and they had no video of it. Here, we've got pro-Hamas terrorists literally attacking the White House and trying to get in. Where is the roundup of them using social media? Where's the FBI dragging them in and throwing them in a gulag? Well, and, and they did scale. And the media covered it up. This. Yeah, they, they have. They are scaling fences in this in the video that I saw um, of this pro Hamas. I, I don't even want to call it a demonstration because to me it looked like something closer to it was a, a riot. riot. Yes, right. it was a and, riot. And, but the Republicans don't even speak up. So I mean, how can you know if the Republicans don't even raise their voices over this? How you can't expect the left to do it? They're never going to because this is you know they pander to the pro Hamas crowd and the, and the Hamas pro Hamas crowd was marching through New York City today too. So I mean, this is ongoing. The problem is the left has created a monster with this, and these crowds are getting bigger and bigger. With more and more brainwashed lunatics and, you know, and, and illegals from these countries that support these positions of Hamas and Hezbollah and whatever else and, and ISIS and, you know, Al-Qaeda um, and, and Iran. Um, and, you know, that's and that's where we're at. I mean, that's, it's a monster that's, that's growing out of control more than they can handle. But what it looks like to me is that nobody's really paying any attention at the White House. It's, it's like everybody is asleep along with Joe. Well, yeah, they, they literally are. And so while we've got an open border being flooded with terrorists and MS-13 gang members and, and, and beyond, while we've got pro-Hamas uh, you know, uh, terrorists attacking the White House, we've got terror attacks happening abroad. Our Secretary of Defense has been in the hospital and nobody knew. We're at a crisis point. And and part of that is because tying this back to the NBC News report about this plan to move the military under civilian control, Americans need to really wake up and think about what that means. I grew up as the daughter of two Marines, believing that if there was an attempt, I understand that the Second Amendment was meant to protect me from an overreaching government, but I always thought that the military would also stand in the gap to try to protect me. Now, for the first time in my life, I see that the military has been taken over and that we can't talk about, it's not just about wokeness anymore. It's about that they no longer, they are, they are now no longer about uh, defending the U.S. Constitution in America. They're about now defending the Democrats. Well, and that's and that, scary what- to me. Yeah, what you would be saying there is that the president of the United States would no longer be commander in chief. Of course, uh, and that, yeah, that's what it means. The military is totally cut off and, and you know, like cleaved off or whatever, and is it running itself. Then there would be nothing stopping it from launching that's a right. coup against the any elected government in the United States, and then we just have military dictatorship. Like, and then we're basically Burma or whatever. You know, yes. under under regime control for decades without elections or any number of other countries. Yes. And th- this is astonishing. I never thought I would see that in my lifetime. Brian Maloney, thank you for being here tonight. Tell everybody how they can follow. Tell everybody how they can follow you. Uh, well, Red Red Wave America at Facebook is probably the best way or S scalpings at Twitter. So at S scalpings. So there you go. All right. Thank you, my dear. Appreciate you. 
All right. Now you guys stick around because Fannie Willis has finally responded to the claims. You know, she's the DA prosecutor trying to take Trump and 18 defendants down. And yet she's finding herself in the crosshairs of the law herself. She has responded. And where do you get a load of what she had to say? Stay tuned. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. <laughs> DJ Carrot Sticks told me a naughty joke during the break, and now I'm giggling. I'm supposed to be serious, my dude. I don't do serious too often. <laughs> I actually have a story for next hour with you. So I can't wait to to share this one with you. It has to do with dating because I always love to do topics and segments with my dude, Carrot Sticks, on dating. And I think you just might like this story coming up. All right. So we got to take it down to the ATL, as they call it. And uh, Ms. Fannie Willis. Uh, Fannie got busted as the DA for hiring her boyfriend, who happened to be married, to be the prosecutor who had no prosecutorial experience, and then she paid him buku bucks. In fact, we now find out as of today that she paid him way more money per hour than she did the so-called expert uh, that she brought in to testify. On top of it, she uh, obviously overpaying boyfriend is a problem, but, uh, you know, uh, hiring him at all is a problem, especially since the money that taxpayers paid him was used to squire her and romance her and all the different ways that that took place. So she is now, there are calls for her to be disbarred, calls for uh, the cases to be dismissed. I haven't heard uh, from uh, Sidney Powell or others. I don't think, I'm not sure they've released a statement yet. But here, (laughs) here is Fannie Willis today speaking after the allegations. And here's what she had to say about it. We are at a time in history when you can no longer sit back and just let other folks do it. You cannot expect black women to be perfect and save the world. The Lord is completing us. We are not perfect. We need your prayers. We need to be allowed to stumble. We need grace. With that kind of support, we will move mountains and do Jesus' will. Stumbling all the way. Oh, whoo, child, she was preaching. Ooh, y'all can't expect black women to be perfect now. We got to be allowed to, to, to sin occasionally. Well, first of all, let me tell you something. Nobody has signed up for you to be anybody's savior. What is with the savior complex? What a bunch of crap. Nobody expects you to be perfect. What we expect is that if you break the law and if you abuse the power of your office, particularly when you are an elected official, and that includes the law, that if you abuse your power and you and you do it unconstitutionally and you break the law, that you be held accountable exactly as how you would expect a white woman to be held accountable. And on today's day, Martin Luther King Day, Martin Luther King gave us gave a speech about a dream and it didn't have to do with black women getting away with committing crimes as the new form of reparations, okay? You deserve to be in jail. That's what we expect. Because we expect black women 
to be accountable, just like every other adult in the room. It's outstanding and despicable that she would try to play some kind of black woman race card to get away with her crimes. And the cheers of those women there says, and, and to do it in the Lord's name, if I was her, I'd be hoping I didn't get turned into a pillar of salt walking out. You don't do that. That was blasphemous on top of everything else to try to say that in Jesus's name. Just absolutely despicable. Almost as bad as some comments that were made about the uh, on the view. I guess they decided today on MOK Day to talk about history classes in school. Some absolutely insane stuff they said today. We got to address that. We actually have a guest coming on for next hour on Martin Luther King Day to talk about Martin Luther King from King from a spiritual aspect. Um, he says that why does the media ignore MLK Jr.'s devout Christian faith? I think that's interesting. I think the answer might be easy that in these times right now, being a Christian isn't exactly, even though Fannie Willis, see, they, these Democrats love to try to use God and use the church and use the Bible whenever they feel like it's convenient, right? They've even gone so far as to claim that Jesus, like I saw this young woman the other day, with her arm up and she had a tattoo in her armpit that Jesus is a trans woman. Okay. It's just despicable the way uh, the left tries to twist and pervert the Bible for their, for their own means. We know that there's a war in Christianity, but Lee Habib, a creator and host of our American stories is going to be here later to talk about Martin Luther King Jr.'s Christian life. Um, We'll talk with him. We've got some clips of the view to play because I got some thoughts on, uh, to on the alleged ladies of the view we also have uh guess who won miss america has the miss america organization decided to actually re-embrace america with the winner this weekend we got that to talk about and a frightening story of how dei might now need to be called die so stay tuned for that we got a lot more coming up next hour in the andrea k show don't go away Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 